This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Love to hear from you at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY. 98 underscore 7 FM. Joe and Harvey along the way with us. Hey, Gordon, how are you? Larry, how are we feeling tonight, my friend? I'm doing pretty good, Gordon. I'm doing pretty, pretty good. How are you? I can't complain. I am going to be taking these next two hours, Larry, to talk about sports and focus on sports and take my attention away from what my attention has been focused on all day. Which has been uh, shuttling dangers from place to place? It is not. I am obsessed with this story about this submarine. Have you oh, seen the, this story yes, about the submarine, yes. Larry? I don't know what it is. I think I, I, there's a lot of different angles about it. Mm-hmm. I, I I've just been sucked in. I've been watching it all day. I've been watching it on social media. I've been watching it on the TV. You're hooked. It, it, I'm hooked. Absolutely, I am hooked. Bring me up to date. What's the latest? Well, I, I, I don't Sorry, know how much you know, know about it, but uh, I know that it's been missing for yeah. about a week. Uh, four, I think days. it was since Friday. Okay. So almost a week. They have only so much oxygen. Four days. Right, left. I think it, mm-hmm. it, it's at 9 a.m. tomorrow. That's not but in the, and hopefully the people are found and everything turns out okay and they, they get to them. And, but I got to say, Larry, just watching the coverage and finding out more about this thing, mm-hmm. in the history of bad ideas, <laughs> this, is this, thing, this thing seems like it's a number. This is the Victor Wambayama. Of bad ideas. First off, you hear submarine. Yes. You have an image of your mind of what a submarine looks like. Yes. Voice this is not really a, this is not a submarine. This is a tube yeah. that these people are sitting. You're sitting in a tube. It doesn't for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is what it costs to go on this thing. I should have a ship. You would think I'd have a seat, right? Where's my seat? Right? That's like the first thing you, you think about. Where, where am I sitting? Oh, well, it's just spots on the floor. Everybody's just sitting crisscross applesauce. That, that's the first thing. Second off, I, I don't know about you what phobias you have. Being in a metal tube at the bottom of the ocean, mm-hmm. I would pay $250,000 to avoid that. Yes. That's like, one, that's like nightmare fuel for me. The thing has no heat. It's got no toilet. The oh, communication systems are a, be- a beacon it has, like a beeping beacon so that it knows that everything is operating. Mm-hmm. You can't communicate through it. It's just beep, beep. You know, so they know, okay, well, master control knows, okay, it's still going. Okay. Or text messages. Text messages. <laughs> right, yeah, no, no Wi-Fi. It's operated... You think, all right, it's a sub. Where's the steering wheel? The yeah. steering wheel, Larry, is a PlayStation remote. Oh, my. Yeah, it's a PlayStation remote. They were showing this off, obviously, beforehand. Hey, look at how cool this is. We operate it with this thing. There's huh. essentially one button. I don't know. When I go on a submarine, I want lots of buttons. I feel like I should be looking at buttons the whole time. The other thing is, there's no windows. What? So there. There's no wind. There's like one window kind of in the front, but you're tra- they were traveling to see the wreckage of the Titanic. They, they would be watching it on computer screens because of the cameras outside of the, the I'm not even going to call it a ship, of, of the vehicle, the vessel, whatever you want to call it, the tube, thing. the thing. 
the more I find out about this, the more I say this is it's like every time you think it can't get any worse, it gets worse. Now, help me out through this, Gordon, because this is not the first time this has gone down to the bottom of the sea, correct? No, this thing I don't think has ever been down this deep. Okay, See, that's was, the thing. That, I saw something else that I thought. Well, had they been have down. had other expeditions down to the Titanic, mm-hmm. but not in something like this uh, contraption. It's a yes. much more secure because it's so far down. I didn't realize how far down. You think, okay, it's the bottom of the ocean, but I've seen you know people putting it into scale of how deep down this is. It's like go. It's like going way past where like the Empire State Building in terms of height, it's past that. Mm. It's so deep down, it's at the bottom of the ocean. And when the Titanic sank, I learned this today, it was coming in hot, right? Because it's coming yeah. in, it's going down for some, and the weight of it, it was coming in basically like 50 miles an hour and hit the ocean floor. Mm. So that tells you like how deep down this thing is. So again, hopefully they find these people Wow, and they're okay. And it, it I would say that the signs do not look great right now. No. No. And you, oof. I, I, and I can't, th- it, it, like, nobody likes to think about ways to go. But in terms of terrible ways to go, I can't think of many others that it would be worse than that. Bottom of the ocean. Why pitch you, black. Why would you, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Go watch even, the movie again. Yeah. I no, don't know. not even. I, listen, if it happened, why would I want to go to watch a ship that sunk? Exactly. That's just me. That's me That's too. That's just me. Right. You know. the, the, the whole under the ocean thing is not my scene. No. No. And Can I'm we... not doing – I'll say this as well. I'm never going to be one. But if I ever do become a billionaire, I'm mm-hmm. not doing anything experimental. Yeah, I hear The you. word experimental is now out. I'm looking to walk the earth for as long as humanly possible. <laughs> I'm not I'm doing you. anything I'm experimental. With you. I'm with you. I mean – do I want to see the extent of that for me? Give me the glass bottom boat in the Caribbean. I'm good. That, that's fine. Right. Exactly. We're Both up there. Going. They're down there. There's a clear line of delineation. And the captain is at the, the helm with a steering wheel. There's, yes. there's, a, there's, a, there's a center man. You know exactly where the, the ship is being turned around. It's not on a PlayStation remote that you have to hit X up, you know, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down if it goes goes haywire or something now, at the risk of getting too deep into this because i know you're trying to get away from it but but you piqued my curiosity now yeah what's the regulation for this this is oh that's the this is not regulated by anything like nobody has like approved this thing like it's it's like the wild wild west okay. it's crazy it <laughs> it's is. it's i'm telling you that's why i'm obsessed every time oh. you think well, it can't get any worse than that. Five minutes later, somebody says something, it gets worse than that, Larry. It's wow. been, I've been obsessed all day. So I'm happy for the next couple of hours to just be focused on sports because no matter how bad the sports are, they're not as bad as that. I was shaking my head about trips to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm good. I don't need, you know, if, I, if it was meant to be, I'll take the next one. That's my, that's my motto. Like, let mm-hmm. somebody else go first, and then I'll get the next ship. Let me know that it's working all, and there's no, you work out the kinks first, and then I'll go down the road. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe, I'm, right. And when, and when we say going down the road, we're going down the road in the opposite direction. Absolutely. We're not going down the road towards it. We're going down the road away from it. Exactly. Gordon, I... <sighs> Can I start with the Yankees? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Because I, I, I'm tired of hearing myself complain about the Mets. I just am. 
Yeah. And now and now I go online and I'm seeing will the Mets <laughs> I'm sorry, Gordon. You're gonna have to help me, Gordon. You have to help me. You have to help me, Gordon. Will the Mets make a move for an underachieving and get rid of Pete Alonso with the trade deadline? Will you stop? <laughs> what are you people talking about? The guy's the guy's got fifty one RBIs and he's missed like a, a week or two already. I mean, what you, why they're not getting rid of him? What are you talking about? I mean, you know, kicking a team when they're down there. This Detroit pitcher could be coming. What are you talking about? What stop? Just, just, just stop. So it's been one of those days for me with the Mets. It's been the same old song with them, right? Absolutely. You hit well, what don't you get? You don't get the pitching. And, again, more mistakes. More mistakes. So I want to start with the Yankees. And I want to save the on the field for a second. Because, Gordon, I thought about you today. Didn't you, didn't you feel me in your head a little bit? I do did, did sometimes, you not, yeah. Did you not? Okay. Well, when Hal Steinbrenner was on the Michael K show, mm-hmm. I, was, I, just, I, I felt you. I, I, I was I was I was just thinking, oh my God, is Gordon okay? <laughs> is it, are, are the kids out of the house? Yes. Uh, uh, were all the breakables removed from the from the from from the house? Because I, I'm listening to some of these things, and um, I, I'm I'm confused. All right, l- let's try this one. No. Let's try this one. House time, Brown, the Michael K. Show today was asked, do you hold your, paraphrasing, do you hold your staff accountable? Because if there's failure, the same people seem to still be in charge. Here's what the Yankee owner had to say. Well, I think the accountability is with the fans. If they've lost confidence in us and the way we do things and what we do to try to win a championship every year, they're going to let us know in, in a variety of ways. So I always feel accountable, believe me. But if you're asking me, do I think Brian Cashman is not a good general manager? No, I think he's a good general manager. I've been through the reasons numerous times. But we have failed to achieve our ultimate goal for many, many years, and that's to win a championship. And we can go through the contributing factors every single year. We can go through some of the contributing factors this year as to why we are where we are. All right, Hal, uh, let's talk about the team's recent struggles. I'm not happy at all about the last week, needless to say. I talked to everybody a week ago when I was in New York, media-wise, and I still think we're missing, obviously, a few big pieces that need to come back. But overall, we're hanging in there. Uh, The last week was disappointing, though, without a doubt. I said last week we needed some guys to step up because we're missing a big, big player in in Aaron Judge. And so far, it hasn't happened. I think we saw a a glimpse of, hopefully, uh, good things out of one of them last night. They got three hits. But we got to get back to scoring runs. we got to get back to where we were those two weeks in May when I think we won 12 games out of 15, and we were never out of a game, and we were scoring runs, and you know we had we played a good four-game series against the Rays. We got to get back to that, and we still have to get healthier, obviously. How, how were you feel? How'd you feel when you heard this, Gordon? Well, I, I actually planned ahead of time because oh. everybody's now home for the summer, mm-hmm. and the time, of course, is at four o'clock when uh, Hal Steinbrenner joined the Michael K. Show. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go out for a walk and <laughs> listen to it by myself. Okay. Uh, I did that, and I'm pretty sure there were probably a couple of calls to the authorities because there were reports of a man, an old man, walking around screaming at the sky, talking to himself. He looked like he was out of his mind. I was I was walking by myself, Larry, and I knew I'm talking out loud to myself. Now, there's no, I don't think there was anybody else around, but I'm not positive. But I'm just I, I'm just questioning things that he's saying about. 
well, uh, the fans will let you know. Is he under the impression the fans are not letting him know? <laughs> Is he under the impression the fans are on board with the moves that are being made by the team and by the organization? Got me. I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised. Here's one for you, Gordon. Has the mission statement changed? No, it has not been adjusted. Our goal every year is to win a championship. And I've been through this before with numerous people. Do I feel that the whole season is a failure when we don't? No, I don't, because I'm not going to ignore when we win X amount of games and win a division and win a division series. I'm not going to ignore that. But we have failed for many years to win a championship, and that is our ultimate goal. But, you know, I went through this a lot in the offseason. I talked to a lot of you guys. And for all the reasons that I stated, I believe that Boone is a good manager, and I believe that Cashman is a good general manager. And I'm not going to go into all those reasons again. You can look it up. There are many. But we have failed, and you can include me in that as well. My family puts the resources in we can every year, and we strive to field a championship-caliber team. And sooner or later, that's got to result in a championship. And I absolutely understand the frustration with the fans. I get it. We're all frustrated. All right, so he's frustrated, Gordon. Can can we run down again? I know he says that he doesn't want to run down again. Can we run down again why Cashman and and Boone are doing such an excellent job? Because I feel like I need a little clarification because – I don't know the last time he said that or went through it. I'm assuming last year he was on with the K show. I don't remember specifically. But in the last year, Brian Cashman has done a terrible job. A terrible job. Doesn't that have to impact? I'm not saying it wipes away all the other things that he has done as the general manager. But it does kind of have to weigh the scale a little bit, especially considering you just got a new contract extension. Mm-hmm. Um... I just, I just, there's a thin line between support and craziness. Does does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. And I understand that you want to be supportive of your, of your group. Okay. It's one family. I get it. But you have to be realistic, Gordon. I mean, at least tell me that there's some moves we'd like to have back. I mean, I'll take that. If I'm a Yankee fan and the owner says to me, listen, we're doing the best we can. There's some moves we'd like to have back that didn't work out for us, but we're still working hard. We're, we're diligent. We're trying to correct the mistakes. Our goal is still to get a championship and to win the World Series with this team. I mean, if, if you heard him say that, Gordon, how would that make you feel? Well, you can't tell me that there's accountability and then fail to criticize anybody within the organization. Because then what is the, how can you say that there's accountability when everything's great, everybody's doing a great job, we just have to keep pushing, and it's just the injuries? We, yeah. had, we had a really good, like, 10-game span <laughs> when Judge was hitting home runs. Every, we need to get back to Judge hitting home runs every other day. That's right. That's what makes it work. 1-800-919-3776. Your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. If we can march into the playoffs 90% of our intended team that we expected to be on the field every day, and we don't perform well in the playoffs, I'm going to start asking the questions even then. If we don't make the playoffs, third place, fourth place, second place, this is a tough division. But if we don't make the playoffs and we're healthy the second half of the year and we start getting guys back and we get the, the team that we intended to be on the field on the field, then I'm going to be asking some tough questions. That sounds like accountability to me, Gordon Damer. You know what that sounds like, Larry? Yes. That sounds like when your dad, when you would go on a trip, or if you ever been in a restaurant and there's a kid that's acting up, mm-hmm. and the parents are, 
Jimmy, you better stop that right now. And they just keep warning Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever actually happens to Jimmy. Jimmy keeps misbehaving and throwing food across the place. But mm-hmm. if you don't stop doing that, Jimmy, I mean, think about how many caveats he put on that. Well, if we can charge into the playoffs and we can do this and we can get our team healthy, they're never healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they be healthy now? And if, if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be asking some difficult questions. Is one of those difficult questions why no, nothing ever changes? <laughs> why did I sign these guys to contract extensions? I don't get it. It's very odd. It is. But once again, Gordon, he I thought overall he did a decent job, uh, you know, as an owner on this team. He Listen, he came out. He was there. He spoke, took the questions. Yes. So he did a decent job. Now, really, it's it's about – it's really about his players performing and what uh, management will do to make adjustments. So that's where we go now. And Gordon, I think, I think that's a very nice transition to the game tonight. And once again, you had guys who you didn't expect guys mm-hmm. who were not part of this team in the beginning of the season, guys who uh, have been huge for you over the past week or two weeks. And um, you know, listen, Barrios is not an easy pitcher to deal with. You know, so you were able to take care of him tonight with other Castillo. guys. I mean, Castillo, right? Yeah, Castillo. Yeah, no, I know what he's talking about. Yep. You know, um, if you're able to do that, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that, that says a lot. Yeah, I thought Brito was really good tonight. Looked really, um, really polished. Liked what I saw out of him. And um, look, I, I don't know what the long-term fe- feasibility of, of the offense being led by Jake Bowers and uh, Billy McKinney. But you'll take it, uh, Willie Calhoun as well. Um, but you'll take it right now. You, you, Absolutely. You, you, this is all about keeping your head above water until Aaron Judge comes back. So this is one that goes in the win column. You get a little closer back to 10 games over 500. So this this allows you to take the pressure off for a little bit after the losing skid. And if for some reason you go on another one, well, then at least you got a couple of wins here and there. It's all about piecing some wins together. So I will take any wins I can get any way I can get them, even if it's Jake Bowers or, or Billy McKinney or whoever is leading the offense tonight. And, and Volpe with a home run. So yeah. some, some hope there. Um, you'd like to see some of the guys who you're actually counting on to do something, like Glaber or Rizzo. You thought maybe Rizzo after the three hits last night might start going, but just take it day by day and you'll take the win when you can get it. Absolutely. You take the win when you can get it. And here's the other thing, Gordon. Uh, so now, Josh Donaldson, and this is rare. And I've been listening and watching and covering sports a long time, Gordon. I mean, he's getting booed pitch by pitch now? <laughs> I, I, I mean, he's been that bad. Um, he's been terrible. He, he As bad, nobody really liked that trade when it was made. No. But I don't think anybody thought it was going to be this bad. No. This is this has superseded all of our lowest expectations for how bad it could be. He's hitting 133, Larry. He's he's run into a couple of home runs. Yes, but that's about it. And this is now a year plus. He's not hit. So uh, yeah, that 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 trade will go down as one of the worst. Yeah, <laughs> uh, clearly not in the mind of of Hal Steinbrenner because Brian Cashman's doing a great job, but. But by the people who are watching these games night in, night out, Josh, mm-hmm. that that trade was horrendous, and it was a trade made by the GM, the GM that's here right now. Um, yeah. But I'm sure they expect Donaldson will hit again at some point. Turn know. it around, Larry. 
Yeah, no, I don't see he, how. What do you? What, what I mean, what do you see that makes you think that? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what numbers you're using to to uh, again. He's hit a couple of home runs at times. I guess that's something. Yeah. But that trade, woof. For a guy who's been on the job, has Cashman been on the job 25 years? I'm not sure how long he's been on the job. It's pretty close to that now. It's been a while. It's been a while. And <laughs> he's made trades while. every year. That yeah. one is, uh, it, to make a, a trade at this point with that much time on the job that can still be considered one of the worst trades you've ever made, mm. that's impressive. It is. It is. Because he's got some clunkers. <laughs> yeah, so, sure. Well, look, if you are on the job that long, you're going to have some. You're going to have some. And that, and that clearly is one of them. It is. It is. And the scary thing is, I don't know that he knows how you can fix it. Like, uh, how do you how do you make Donaldson go away? How do you make the change so that you can, you know, erase the mistake? Well, if LeMahieu was hitting it all. I think that that would be the way you you get you just put Donaldson on the bench and and you'd go, but it's not been like LeMahieu has been all that strong either. So mm-hmm. uh, the fact that Donaldson was hurt for as long as he was, they're gonna say, well, there's something in there. He was good before he got here, so he's eventually gonna be good here, and they're gonna keep trotting him out there because there's it's almost like Aaron Hicks. Why did Aaron Hicks play as much as he did? Was it the Yankees saw something, or was it the Yankees didn't have any other any better options? The Yankees don't yeah. have any better options right now, so they're gonna continue to trot Josh, Josh Donaldson out there for the foreseeable future, but expecting it to change at this point, boy, that seems like wishful thinking. I mean, I'm, you know, once again, I've got my own issues with my own team. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean, can I be honest with you? I'd rather see IKF at third, and that's bad. I'm not, and I'm not saying right. that's a great, I'm not saying that's a great option. No. But at least he makes contact. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At least he puts mm-hmm. the ball in play. You know, and I'm, I'm, and you know, there, there was some comments I heard afterwards. I'm not going to attribute them to anybody, but there were some comments afterwards, like, "Well, he, he's hitting in tough luck." <laughs> Donaldson's hitting in tough luck. That might be you know, the toughest luck in the history of the world. He hits like a mush you know, from a Bronx Tale's tough luck. He, I mean, he hit he hit the ball hard, but he hit it at somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's tough luck. You know how that goes, Gordon. It's sure. Tough luck. It's been, you know, it's been a, a year and a half of tough luck. It's been oh, it's a lot been of tough luck. Yeah, it's been bad. It's really been bad. It's really been bad. 1-800-919-3776. Oh, folks want to react to Hal Steinbrenner. We'll do that next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go to the phone. Subi's in Midtown. Subi, start us off on the show tonight. Hey guys, I was listening to the interview earlier and he largely passed the test, but he also said three strange things which didn't make sense to me. He said they would still do the Giancarlo Stanton trade because it was obviously the trade to make, and that's weird because his contract was huge. Then he said the fans will tell them, will let the Yankees know if they're not worth it. By And I think that's the only way is that if the fans keep showing up to the games or booing and they're still doing that. So I feel like that's the fans' fault right now for keep going to the games. And then the third thing was uh, the fact that, you know, he's 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 pretty much saying that they're on par. Uh, Anthony Rizzo and John Carlos Stanton will start hitting soon. 
I mean, that's like saying, like, uh, the Knicks will be the number one seed next year. You know, of course we want them to start hitting, but it's obvious that they're getting older and that the older players on this team are not performing because they're not youthful, whereas other teams in the MLB are doing well because they are. That's all I got to say. All right, Subi, thanks for the call. Uh, But on the other side of it, Gordon, yeah, they're veteran guys, but you go with veteran guys because of their track record, right? And and you know – a guy like Rizzo, who's a veteran guy, but he is great at first base defensively, lefty stick, which is perfect for your ballpark. And so, you know, you, you roll the dice that he's still going to be able to do his job. And, you know, especially, Gordon, with the way the, with the outlawing of the shift. And when he was hitting early, you could see the difference. Now, however, which really tells you how great Aaron Judge is. But without Judge protection in the lineup, He's not getting the same pitches. And forget about him saying that he'd do the Stanton trade. He said he would do the Montas trade again. That's scary. I, I mean, what, what are we talking about? That's scary. The guy was hurt before you got him. He was clearly hurt. They, oh, we did our research. No, you well, whatever research you did, it was wrong. He was hurt before you got him. He got hurt when you got him. And you could tell he was hurt when you got him because he stunk. He was terrible. And then he got hurt again, and now he's hurt even more now. That was a disaster. To say that you would do that trade again, I can't take anything else you say seriously. How would you ever do that trade again? It was a disaster. It could not have gone worse. I drew it again. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. It hurts you last season and this season. It hurts you. It's hurt, it's hurt oh, you. Oh, ter- it was a terrible move. Terrible. Often wrong, but never in doubt. That's the Yankees. They, they know, they absolutely 100% know the answers and they do it again. Well, we've now seen how it went. Yeah. So the results don't play a part in your decision. There's no decisions that you see how it plays out and you think to yourself, well, wait a second, maybe we got to reevaluate that. Mm hmm. Because yeah, if, if the montage trade is not on that list, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Because you could see he, he – and, and also they asked, the, they asked him, uh, the guys asked Hal Steinbrenner, do they check to see if players can play in New York? And he said they do. That goes into the, – they do. They, they, they check into it to see mm. if they're able to perform here. Because it's a tough place to play. They realize how tough a place this is to play. Especially, it's a tough place to play, especially uh, the, wearing the pinstripes. Okay? It's very tough because there's a lot of tradition there. Yeah, I don't know if there is an analytic uh, chart that you can use to determine that. And uh, if they do investigate that somehow... They need to reevaluate that, too, because there's been too many cases of guys who have come here who have had track records, and then they come here, the Yankees acquire them, and they don't live up to those track records. Yeah. It's probably – they probably go through them asking questions like they do for quarterbacks, you know, when they come in the, in the draft. They probably – you know, they probably ask them questions during the interview and stuff of that nature. Can you handle it? And, you know, things like that. Because I really don't think there is a, a – although I'm sure there's a bunch of different things analytically that you can find out. But how could you quantitatively figure that out if you haven't been here? Yeah. You know, what, and, what do you say, well, And I could see that that being an area where they would struggle because all of their, it seems like, well, I wouldn't say all of their decisions, that every single 
point of the decision is simply based on numbers and analytics, but they are a heavily analytical team. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there's going to be a metric to show you who can survive in the spotlight. That would be something I could see them struggling with. And they certainly have struggled with that in, in various cases between Gallo and, and Sonny Gray and some of the other ones that they brought up uh, during the K show today. Yeah. Richardson, Manhattan. Hey, Richard. Hi, Larry, Gordon. What I would love to have said to Mr. Steinbrenner, it would be, Mr. Steinbrenner, from 2004, including this year, 2023, that's 20 years, we've been in one World Series. That's below average of the average team in 20 years. Only one series appearance in the American League. That's awful. How do you explain that? How do you explain that you're going for championships when you've only been in one World Series? That's awful. Anyway, fellas, uh, as far as basketball, I just you know, I saw a statistic in the newspaper. I, I found it fascinating. Uh, in the NBA Finals, so what have they had? I think 75 NBA Finals in the history of the NBA. What no, uh, uh, Jokic did in one of the games, I think the first or the second game, he had a 30-point, 20-rebound game. That hasn't been done that often. Mm-hmm. But it's it's been done often by a few players. But I'll get to that in a second. Like uh, Durant and LeBron and Larry Bird and Magic and Michael. Those guys never did it, never, ever did it. I think Kareem only did it once which is amazing. Larry, let me ask you. You might know this. Who do you think did it the most? And it's a superstar player we never talk about. Never. Mm. All-time guy. One of the greatest. Um, And then the minute I say it, you'll say, oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't know he played in that many finals, and he did, so that's why he played. But he was a great player, and we never talk about this guy. 30-20 guy in finals. I can't think of who it might be. Oh, sure. Elgin Baylor. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know? All right. And Larry, one last thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always fascinated when you guys on, uh, not you specifically, Larry, Gordon, not you, when you guys go over the NBA list of the greatest players. Mm-hmm. You guys look at the players now and how great they look scoring 40 points, allowed being able to take two or three steps to the basket and shuffling your feet and three-point goals and no defense. You know, the old-time guys, they don't, re- you know, they don't remember the way the old days were where you couldn't do any of that stuff. But whenever I see a list of the top 10 or the top 20 and I say, uh, you know, Magic Johnson was great and Larry Bird was great, there's a guy that's never included in that list, and he's got more championships than those two guys combined. And to me, he had a greater career. Probably wasn't as good at their peak as those two guys, but had a greater NBA career as those two guys, and that's John Havlicek. That guy, <laughs> I think he had 10 championships, Larry, and mm-hmm. you never hear to him that people tell him. Sam Jones is never talked about. As a great guard, he certainly yeah. belongs in the top 20 players of all time. These guys did nothing but win. You know what the people don't realize, the young guys now? Basketball is about team and winning. Nothing else matters. I hear guys put down uh, uh, Bill Russell. Oh, he couldn't do that. Bill Russell did whatever it took to win. 
People don't understand that basketball is a totally different game. Yes. Defense, rebounding, blocking out, helping men. Uh, it's unbelievable, Larry. They look at just the way the game is played now, videotype basketball, which is fine. I'm not putting it down, but it was a totally different game. And to me, winning will never stop. You have to win, and that's the bottom line. If anyone could have got these guys off the basketball court, right, Larry, in the playgrounds, they would have. Nobody yeah. could get them off the court, Larry. No, they would have. They would have. All right, Richard, thanks for the phone call. It's That's why, Gordon, we say it all the time. It is so hard to compare errors mm-hmm. because right. the era that those guys played, it was, it was, it was more team-centric. Okay? It was the sum of all parts. It was not so much we're focusing on who the who's the bat who's Batman who's Robin that wasn't they didn't play that way, you know everybody was Batman. Saying <laughs> Gordon, everybody everybody on the team back then in that era could beat you, okay. And as eras change and the game change and evolves and things change, and even now, you know, we, we, Gordon, nobody would have thought that same that same era that we're talking about with Havlicek and even Kareem, even Kareem in the seventies. All right, Gordon, even, even, even the eighties, nobody would think that you would have guys like, I want my center to shoot threes. Right. Yeah. It's a different game now. Nobody. Right. You couldn't you have your center shoot about? threes. There were no threes. What are you talking about? You want the center. A lot of Havlicek's career, I don't even think they credited like steals or anything like or blocks for a large stretch of it. So, yeah, it's completely different. It's a totally different game. So I hear what you're saying, Richard. It's a totally different game. Now, can we have the discussion on whether their individual talents would help any team? Yeah, we could have that discussion. But it's it's the reason why you don't compare because it's so hard to compare. It really is. And I think also it's um, – and I know Richard probably doesn't want to think this way, and I don't want to think this way as you get older, but a lot of the, the people that are talking about the greatness of players or get caught up in that are younger fans. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they, they haven't seen. Like I always bring right. up the, the, the conversation between Jordan and LeBron. The, the people who generally say LeBron are the people that never saw Jordan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, of course, they're going to think, well, how could anybody be better than LeBron is? But if you didn't live through it. So it's the same thing with Havlicek. Or, uh, when was Havlicek's last year? Like 75 or something yeah, like something, that? Yeah. So Mid- it's a long time 70s. ago now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, it's the discussion that we have. Gordon, here's all I'll here's what I'll tell you, and I don't know where he ranks in everybody's different polls and everything, but I will say this: Will Chamberlain had a lot of records, <laughs> and every time somebody's breaking the record, mm-hmm. his name is mentioned. His name is mentioned, and and so what do you hear people say? Well, who played against him? Who? <laughs> Who who's he really? What he was he was unstoppable because there was nobody that really played against him. Well, Gordon, that's not his fault. And that's not he his did, fault, right? <laughs> you know, he did what he he that he he dominated who he had to play against. Right. That's all he, you can do. He didn't have a time machine. He couldn't well, move. That's all you know, you can do. Work on his three do. point shot. <laughs> He had trouble making free throws, so three-point <laughs> shot wouldn't work. Really, really would have taken some work. <laughs> 1-800-919-3776. More calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. It's ESPN New York Tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Back to the phones we go. 
Jamie's in Lake Grove. Jamie, you're next on 98.7. Hi. Hi, guys. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Jamie. So I was listening to Steinbrenner on the case show, and Kay basically asked him, would anybody be held accountable if you were to have not make the playoffs, um, if you were to not make playoffs, basically. And he said, if everyone were healthy and we didn't make the playoffs, there would have to be some changes. Now, he didn't say what those changes were, but it was kind of implied that it wasn't just let's fire the batting coach or whatever. Um, however, I was just, basically what I got from that is that there will never be any changes because not in one major league team across all sports is everyone always healthy. So they're going to rely on the excuse that so-and-so wasn't healthy and this one wasn't healthy. I mean, until the end of time, I mean, Randall wasn't healthy. Tyler Hero wasn't healthy. Giannis wasn't healthy and everyone called that season a failure. I mean, Nobody's blaming the injuries in the NBA. I mean, they fired their head coach. Like, I don't understand why for the Yankees it's it's just always the excuse of, oh, we weren't healthy every single year. We weren't healthy. Like, so I just lowered my expectations after that phone call and said, okay, well, this is this is what it is. They'll never break it down. They'll never have a losing season. They got the stadium to pay for it, this and that, and. And it's 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 different. It's different. So I just wanted to share that with yeah. you guys and see what you had to say. All right, Jamie, Jamie I don't. I mean, we have the cut. I don't even think he said that there would be changes. I think he said we, there would be like difficult conversations or difficult questions to be asked. So it wouldn't even. It's not even like given if they're healthy and they miss the playoffs. Oh yes, there will be changes. I think he said something along the lines of there'll be different difficult conversations or difficult questions I have to ask. Do we have that cut? I want to hear what specifically you said, because I don't remember. And look, it was a, it was a long interview. Um, there was a lot of ground covered with the guys. So, so it's the, will changes be made if the team underperforms? I, I think, think that's, that's, the, that's one. the one, yeah. Mm-hmm. If we can march into the playoffs, 90% of our intended team that we expected to be on the field every day, and we don't perform well in the playoffs, I'm going to start asking the questions even then. If we don't make the playoffs, third place, fourth place, second place, this is a tough division. But if we don't make the playoffs and we're healthy the second half of the year and we start getting guys back and we get the the team that we intended to be on the field on the field, then I'm going to be asking some tough questions. Yeah. See, to me, that's like the dad who tells the kid in the restaurant, oh, if you keep – I'll turn this car around – I'll turn this. It's so many caveats that don't get your hopes up. Uh, you saw what happened at the end of last year. It was about as embarrassing a playoff performance as you could have. They'll blame the injuries because that's one thing that they can't supposedly control. But there's not going to be any changes. Last year, the, the, the manager and the GM got contract extensions, so they're not going anywhere. No, it doesn't seem that way. And they haven't won before. And you mm-hmm. know they've had – I mean, last year was a, a significant situation. And yes, I know they got they went to you know the finals ALCS, yeah, yeah. But but here's the problem, you know they they weren't competitive. No, they got embarrassed. You know they weren't competitive, and so you know, no, you knew that based on that. See, that's why we always say, especially me, Gordon. I always tell you, that's why you have to hope that your team, the people in your team, on your team that run your team are honest when they look at the team and understand, yeah, we made it here, but there's got to be changes. 
Okay, we made it here. But we were lucky to make it here. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And what will it take for us to do better? Because this is not going to get it done. This is not going to get it done. And that's what you want from your team. And Gordon, they looked at this team and they said, you know what? Run it back. It's not that bad. Well, look, they, they, they certainly um, they didn't make any improvements to the offense. And the offense was the problem in the playoffs last year. So why would you expect it any different now? Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the offense is the problem in the playoffs repeatedly. Uh, they've they've made some changes, but they have not really geared up anything after an offseason. When was the last big offensive player that they brought in here? Yeah, it's been a while. It has been, it has been, and and they always go with pitching. <laughs> yeah, they always make the adjustment. Okay, we we got to have pitching. Yes, you have to have pitching, but not at the sake of not getting some more offense, because you don't hit in the postseason. It's not so much the pitching. The pitching has been not terrible. You haven't scored runs. You haven't scored and runs. this goes back. This is not a recent situation, Gordon. Nope. Nope. This is the this is Yankee south. history. Uh huh. Absolutely. It's almost like yeah. a Yankeeography. Yeah, you could, you, could, you could make one. You could certainly make one. I mean, last year I, I know they had injuries, but they they generally acquire players that get hurt a lot. They have a lot of players that get hurt a lot. That's why they're available. Yeah, well, maybe. I guess. In a lot of cases. In a lot of cases, that's why they're available. Teams, because teams know their players. It's just, it's amazing. Well, we we put all this, all these resources into this, and it's like everything's bad luck. It's, oh, it's just bad. We just have a, we just have injuries. It's just bad luck. Well, if it keeps happening over and over again, maybe there's something that you need to reevaluate. Maybe it's something about you that's the problem, but it doesn't seem like that's, it's funny. They make it out. Forget about being the Astros. Forget about being the Braves. They make it out. How makes it out like they're the Dodgers, who mm-hmm. the Dodgers have not had great success. They've just won the war- one World Series since 88, and it was the COVID year. But right. you know what? The Dodgers win the division every year. Yankees yeah. don't win the division every year. And that's what they tell you. Well, the, 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 the playoffs, we make the playoffs, but the playoffs are a crapshoot. It's, it's, it's about the long haul. It's about the, the large sample size. Well, then if it's the large sample size, why are you not winning the division far more regularly than you are? Mm-hmm. Even that doesn't, doesn't wash. Yeah. Well, they would say the injuries. The injuries cost them games. <laughs> right. The injuries cost them games. Right. And then, you know, they try to fight back and do the best they can. But the bottom line here is, Gordon, is that they get, they get to the postseason. And once you get to the postseason, you have a shot. You have a shot. Once you get to the postseason, they, do you have, have, a they have a shot. You got you to be in it to win it. It's and, about the and, same odds as the lottery because uh, <laughs> it's not, they've certainly not cashed that ticket. That's for sure. And you just hope, if you're Yankee management, that you know what? Our guy, if, if we get our guys hot, we're good to go. We got, we got a chance just like anybody else with the, with the team that we have. And I think where the frustration for Yankee fans comes in is, and I, we brought this up before, when 2017 happened and they got to within a game of the World Series, it felt like the dawn of a new Yankee run. Maybe mm-hmm. not a dynasty, but a new Yankee. It was young players. It was excitement. It was overachieving. It was exceeding expectations. And then from that point forward, the person who has been running the show is Brian Cashman. And Brian Cashman has made every move. He's changed the manager. The players that he's brought in have been the players that he has decided to bring in, the players that the Yankees have gotten rid of. They're the players that he has gotten rid of. And yet we have had now, what, seven seasons, six seasons, whatever it is, 
and they've not even gotten back to the point where this whole thing started. And yet there's been no changes, but yet there's, it doesn't seem like anybody's even on the hot seat. Nobody's been on the hot seat at any point. It, and for the Yankees, who are judged by championships, that's what it's always been about with the Yankees, championships, the winningest team in North American sports, team sports, it's, it doesn't really mesh with what the expectations is. So I think that's where it's not just that the team is on a losing streak here or there or you know, how can't seem to understand why people are ticked off in, in June. Well, it's because I don't think that the Yankees have met the idea of what the organization is about to Yankee fans, and the fans are not the ones who have changed the or, or moved the goalposts. It seems like the Yankees organization has kind of moved the goalposts. We'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN.